Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! What up, what up, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, chilling with my guys, Mike and Ro. About to give you guys a delectable episode. (laughs) I've been watching a lot of Nailed It, so I've been thinking of food just nonstop. You nailed that intro, so... (laughs) How you guys doing? Oh man, I'm doing good. Uh, trying to adjust my body temperature because it was 80, you know, a couple of days ago. Now it's 40, so I'm just I'm I'm not I'm not doing well with the weather. <laughs> it's the cold. I don't like it. Yeah, last no, time. No, this last time we recorded, Mike was in a tank top looking swole, and now he's in a in a sweater. Now I'm cold so, and just <laughs> the inspiration's global warming. <laughs> you know, gotta keep it warm. Shoot, man. How you doing, Roet? Oh, I'm doing well. Just, you know, similar to you, just trying to stay warm. We've been a little more consistent with our weather being in that 50s and 40s range, but I definitely don't have the muscles to hide, so I'm really <laughs> Oh, man. Just stay cozy with some soup or some pizza like you've been eating that looks delicious. Yo, man, Bombay pizza curry. If you guys are ever in the greater Portland area and have decided you want, I want some Indian food on my pizza. Hit your boy up. I'll give you a good recommendation. Yo, I got to try that. It doesn't sound as good, but when you see it, it looks like it came out of the heavens. So no joke. It is the most vibrant pizza I've ever seen. Like it's good. Literally looks like an Instagram filter come to life because the ingredients just kind of pop off the white canvas. If you will. So yeah, shout out to the pizza company that I'm referencing. We're not giving free plugs though. We already did that one. You guys pay attention. We need some pies shipped. Yeah. And then we can disclose locations and possible sales. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, that's kind of like the releases and the main part of our episode. There's some hot stuff. There's some stuff that's so cold, it's ice cold, which also in a way means it's hot. <laughs> so um, <laughs> however you want to describe things, if you want to describe it cool as in hot or hot as in hot, there's a lot of good shoes coming out. But um, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of our episode, I believe Rowett has a review for us. We do have a review. It's from Depict One. This is almost an amuse-bouche, if you will, of a 
four course meal that we're going to provide for you guys today. So I'll go ahead and read this review for us. Hey guys, I love this show and listen to every episode. Definitely give it a listen. You will not be disappointed. These guys are real dudes. I DM'd a question. They responded within a day with a linked article and advice to answer my question. I offered to fulfill Nick's wishes of dyeing the Paisley ones purple whenever they come out to be Prince themed. And he gave my customs page a follow on Instagram. Once again, real dudes love listening to their stuff when working out or doing customs. Definitely worth a listen. Give them a sub. Peanut butter M&Ms are where it's at. Thank you, the big <laughs> Nice. Hey, we have better response time than StockX. It's customer service, just so you all know that. And we won't steal your data either. So. <laughs> all truths. And to the M&M point, I posted in our Discord that I have a box of M&Ms of the peanut butter variety. If you choose to DM me on there with your address, I'll send a pair out, a pair, a pack, <laughs> a pack of M&Ms out to Just you. Just a pair. He gives me two responses. They won't fit in the envelope, man. I'm cheap. I'm, I'm putting these things in like normal, you know, white envelopes. Listen, so the scarcity thing is good. It'll only fit. It only fit one bag per, but claim your M&Ms. Those are going out this holiday season. But yeah, I'm going to make a burner all, account. <laughs> no, I'll, just send, I'll just send you one. Um, I'm going to create a burner too. It's going to be Nick Engvall at Sneaker History. <laughs> on some Man, Kevin Durant stuff. It's like the epitome of being, me being lazy. Like I just won't go to the store. I'm just going to have Robbie send me M&Ms. Right. You're lucky I already have a lot of stamps. I always forget <laughs> I bought stamps already. And then I realize I have a half a book at the house. And then I do that two more times. And then you just have a lot of stamps. So if you need stuff mailed, you know where to find me. <laughs> um, but that's a great that's a great um, review, man. I, we appreciate anybody who takes the time to head over to Apple iTunes and drop us some kind or some constructive words. We, we enjoy both. But uh, if you're listening on let's say Google play or you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud. If we're still on there, I think we might be leaving SoundCloud. Um, just go ahead and hop on over to Apple iTunes. Leave us that review. It does a lot. It helps us grow. It helps our cachet on the statistical side of podcasts. So every last bit helps and we appreciate everybody. Uh, so what have you guys been rocking? What have you guys, what are you guys looking to cop? Like what, what's on the radar? What's on the feet? Uh, well, I mean, of course I had my immense amounts of sadness uh, over, over the Thanksgiving week because uh, I struck out on every which way and form to get the, uh, the Kobe five Bruce Lee's. I even tried to buy them from Titan, which is like a store in the Philippines. I was in line. It's like, Hey, it's your, your next got to the store sold out. So that was my last, my last ditch effort and complete failure. But on the bright side, I was able to get a pair of Kobe one pro tros in a blackout color for about five bucks over retail. So all is kind of well in the world. So I'm pretty excited about those. And I've been rocking the, I don't know if you guys can see the nine, nine sevens today, courtesy of uh, the good folks of our prospects. So yeah, man. Very nice. You still got the Mamba mentality and look at it this way. You're just saving up for the sixes, right? Exactly. You're saving my tears or my money. I'm not quite sure which one yet. 
<laughs> I see. I, I also struck out in every sense imaginable, but unfortunately, because I have an ego and I had to have those white alternate pairs, I went ahead and did the damn thing and bought off a real sale, uh, reseller. So here's hoping they're real and I will not be crying fake tears or real <laughs> tears, depending on what I'm been wearing. Uh, I actually got a pair of the Audi D Rose sixes, the mismatch joints, because I think when Lillard had the, I'm sorry, I meant to say Dame Lillard. So when Lillard had the 61 point game, Adidas did that promotion where all Dame's shoes were $61. So I copped a pair and they are something nice, even though I'm usually checks over stripes. That is something I like that Dame six colorway. How about you, Robbie? <laughs> That's a great shoe. Um, I've been rocking uh, Air Max 90. So I've just been going back and forth between the orange pair and the infrared pair. I, I, I Literally, it's every other day. It's one to the other. I haven't been able to pick a favorite. Um, I will say that my infrareds came with a big old, big old glue stain right on the, oh. right, right on the front toe box, and that's okay. I'm gonna wear them regularly, so it's gonna get, it's gonna get messed up in some fashion sooner or later. But it's like, huh, that's that's kind of a bummer. But whatever, it happens. Um, and when it comes to copping, the New Balance 550 might have me mess around and buy my first pair of New Balances. Um, well, you don't, there's a, you don't have any New Balances? I've never owned a pair of New Balances. I don't wow. own a pair of New Balances. I've always felt like it was just the wrong end. You know? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> it is. What. I mean, this Nike's the correct end. And it's just like, I don't, I've never liked this. I've never liked the sideways end logo. It's like, it makes me think Nike, you know, I know it's not, but it's just, I've never had any real urge to buy a pair of new balances, but these 550 vintage pair pairs, uh, there's a white and red and a white and blue are geared towards the general public, like a GR type deal. There's no collaboration. They're just super clean. Like, I think for the same reason why I like the Ewing 33 and pretty much a lot of the Ewing designs, I don't mind a retro basketball shoe or a retro running shoe or even a retro lifestyle shoe. If it looks really good, it looks really good. So I'm finally going to drop that new balance, like stigma I have <laughs> and just let the, let the goodness shine. And I'm going to try to buy these. They could sell out. Um, they might not though, so we'll have to see. But um, gotta try. I just need. No, I, gonna, I just need to. I was gonna say, Robbie. As long as I've known you, the first couple episodes we did together, you were adamant that you know I'm only rocking Nike and occasionally Adidas. I'm not rocking Reebok. And then lo and behold, you're alongside Mike, part of the Reebok mafia now. And now I think the same. <laughs> yeah, I think it's JJ Watt, Allen Iverson, Mike Gilroy are the uh, hierarchy of Reebok endorsees. So. <laughs> It's true. I need, my contract. I need my contract though. Then we then we uh put me on that list. <laughs> I mean it's like these and the Reebok Club C is another shoe I just haven't pulled the trigger on, but it's been on my mind and we'll talk about a particular collaboration on that shoe. But if it's just a good throwback looking shoe that I could wear to go pick up my groceries like I did at New Seasons today, where you kind of just drive up and don't have to go inside. If I can get in the car and wear these which I guess I can do in any kind of footwear, but like these particularly are going to be good for everyday 
little little errand runs. So I'm just excited about it. And I'm also excited that Row It really is about that life because a lot of us, myself included, will say, man, I need that shoe. Like I was talking a big mess saying how badly I needed that Bruce Lee. But you don't see me, you know, putting my money where my mouth is and paying resale on them. Yep. So I commend you for being about that business even after you've taken a loss at retail. So. Uh, every loss uh, amplifies the wins more. And I just hope that one of these days I don't have to pay the full resale price and maybe I'm fortunate enough to hit retail. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's all one of those things where if you don't do it too often, it's fine. But if you're one of the people that's constantly supporting that resale economy, compose yourself and do better. That's all I ask. <laughs> well, people are starting to do a little bit better. Maybe it's on the buyer side. Maybe it's on the seller side. But before we dive into our main topic... Mike put me on game with the fact that Kobe's aren't keeping their resale value outside of a couple weeks. They, they dip down. It's still expensive. You're still going to spend three, $400. You can find some in the high two hundreds, but it's been a shift. We're almost, we're going on like three months away from a year bad anniversary of his death and people aren't as feverish to pay as Russ would say the most stupid fucking price <laughs> that you can pay for a pair of shoes. So I don't think the Grinches that we'll talk about more are going to follow suit, but I think a lot of other Kobe retros are going to spike for the first couple weeks and then mellow out in about the 300 range, depending on what size you are. So if you're about that life too, and you're looking to pull the trigger on the secondary market, maybe just pump your brakes a little bit, let the, let the heat cool off a little bit and go buy a pair in a couple weeks. That's exactly that, Robbie. I spent 280 and I'm looking at a website that lists out the same shoe for the same size that I copped in right now. The highest ask for that shoe is 255. So there are true truisms, if you will, to the words of both Robbie and Mike. So please ball responsibly and on a budget. And I'll use this segue to say, hey, Mike, how's your YouTube balling on a budget segment coming out? Yo, it's going good, man. I'm uh, actually going to be doing another video this week. So uh, it's kind of going to be on a resale side of things, but also on Robbie's theory of, uh, you know, getting rid of stuff you don't, don't wear and using that money for something you really want. So going to have a kind of a hybrid topic this week. Always looking forward to that. I learn a lot watching that. So shout outs to the mad watcher. I oh, appreciate you, man. We love mixed content too. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that makes for a tasty episode. So make sure you're following Mike's YouTube channel and um, stay tuned to all things sneaker history. But um, as, as we transition into our, our main topic of shoes releasing in, let's just say the, de the December time, because some of these don't have a particular release date yet, but the way Nike has been doing things, we knew the J Balvin was going to release at some point in December and then we get official official news about six days before they actually release. So things move fast. So just because you're not seeing a release date that it's a particular day in December, don't 
necessarily think it's just going to get pushed all the way out because it very well could get thrown on a calendar super fast. Um, kind of like the first shoe I want to talk about. Um, this got on the calendar the day of recording. It's the 350 restock of the bread Yeezys. I said that in kind of a weird order, but I think you still picked up what I meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were on all of our radars. I want to say for the past six months that they were going to be coming. And the second the Utility Black 500 released on Saturday, we had official news from Adidas that the breads were coming out. So I, I know in our group chat, a couple of us are looking forward to it. But how do you feel about the shoe releasing so far after its initial release? And are you going to be trying to buy a pair? Yeah, I mean, I've already entered one raffle. Um I think it what it kind of goes back to Kanye's entire plan of wanting to make the shoe available to everybody. I mean, maybe it's not exactly when people want it the first time, but um, I mean, he's, he's kind of coming full circle with that idea and that quote unquote promise. So I think it's cool uh, that the release, and I know the resellers aren't exactly happy because this is one of those pairs that was really high in value. So I know people are really trying to, uh, get them sold off before this weekend because once those, what they say about 500,000 pairs are produced to this, this restock. So that means that that that's going to tank the price of the resale market for now. But we know people are still, the bots are going to be out there getting, you know, hundreds of pairs at a time. So it's going to end up jacking it right back up, you know, the next day. So we just got to see. Uh, someone still kind of relatively new to that Yeezy phenomenon. I'm interested. This is the first Yeezy I've kind of gone in on a raffle for, and it's for my dear friend Robbie there. But it's a good-looking shoe, and I'm wondering, similar to what we were saying about the Kobe, are we going to see an initial hot fire of a price point and then a couple weeks later because we're going to see some of the aforementioned heat that Robbie is going to allude to as we go on in this segment are we going to see that price kind of come down the way we aren't expecting to usually see with Yeezys because one thing to say about the Yeezys is they always seem to hold their value if not increase it so as a sneaker noob and a I guess just people watcher of consumables I want to see what this shoe does because I also think this might set a tone for future Yeezy retros in a sense I think it's going to set the tone too, because the zebra, those have come back, I think three or four times now, but that's such, that's such a loud design that even somebody that likes easy sneakers, like Mike and myself have no interest really in your fourth try or your third try at a zebra. Cause I didn't want it the first time you, the first two times <laughs> you showed, you showed it to me, but Same. black, but black Yeezys, I think do a lot better and look a lot better like this bread pair i've wanted for the first since the first time i saw it, i believe it was a black friday release no that was mm -hmm. the three piece that was a black friday i'm not sure when this uh, was this was that same time frame though i don't know if it's exactly black friday but you're right like, in that right time frame it just looks good man like it doesn't have any of the crazy striping it doesn't have any translucency uh, you know throughout the upper yeah it's just simple um, the 350 supply isn't my favorite branding, but it's whatever, man. It just looks good. Like you can rock these with a pair of black sweats or black jeans and it's feel snazzy. And, and, and it's the same thing with the utility black that released last weekend, the 500 I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's not a pure black. It's kind of like a faded black, but it still is going to look good with almost any outfit. Cause it's just so neutral. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't try to buy a pair of those, but I, I wish I would have now. 
I have a pair of the 750 utility blacks and I wear them all the time. Like that's just such a good wearable shoe because it's simple and it's black. And that's one common denominator between those three Yeezys. So listeners, are you trying to buy a pair? Do you already have a pair you're trying to offload? Let us know. Uh, How are you feeling about this? How do you like the 380s? Before I know we're about to jump over, but because the 380 Onyx just released this past weekend, yes, and mm-hmm. I literally went on Foot Locker. Um, I guess released Saturday. I went on Foot Locker Sunday morning, just about a full size run still sitting, and you could add to cart and check out. There, still a bunch of sites. I think Kith still has them. Uh, Concepts might still have them. A lot of places do. How do you guys feel about the 380s? And that's one you can definitely get under retail if it's not a reflective pair. Yeah, it's too busy. It's black, yep. but it's it's just it's it looks like the alien shoe, and and that's okay, but it's just not my style personally. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. It looks like a very busy rug, and I'm sure it ties the outfit together if done nicely. But yeah, it's just <laughs> not. You also acknowledge that uh, sneaker sneakerheads and sneakerdom is very much a young person's game, and I'm willing to be an OG and just rock people and like hype them up if they buy it, but I will possibly be sitting these ones out. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a, I mean, as we get older and as our listeners get older, maybe you like really crazy designs and crazy colors to help you feel youthful. Maybe you feel like you can't rock them. I'm more in the camp of, I feel like I can't rock them, but I don't care if I feel like I can rock these next shoes. Cause I'm going to rock them anyway been talking about it many times all throughout the discord at least three different episodes but the j balvin's man that shoe is it's like if reptar did some acid (laughs) and it's hey robbie can you educate these young folk on who reptar is just in case reptar is the the fictional um dinosaur figure or collectible from rugrats so they're Godzilla, basically. Yeah, it, it's their yes. universe is Godzilla. Um, but you you definitely I don't know if we just associate spikes with dinosaur tails or if these are supposed to be dinosaur influence. I'm pretty sure they're not, <laughs> but it gives me dinosaur vibes or those scissors you used in elementary school with the with the crisscross pattern. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? If, mm-hmm. if, if those came from Britain and they were just all busted like British teeth. Like those scissors, <laughs> like all uneven cuts, just busted cuts. Um, that me, speaking of animated shows, that reminds me of one of my favorite Simpsons jokes where I think it was Lisa is at the orthodontist and the orthodontist telling her to get her teeth in order shows her the big, beautiful book of British smiles. And it's oh. really a horror show. I was going to say these shoes remind me more of like a Doppler effect, maybe because it's that green, yellow, orange, mm-hmm. red middle but i i like the reptar call out because i'm about that nicktoon life so good job there robbie thank you i try but it's just robbie (laughs) but i mean it's just like in a world full of air jordan ones that can look like look like twins of one another these Mm -hmm. are just something completely different i just i can't get over it man like these are like these are the hot fire these are the dylon 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 In my book, uh, uh, I'm not a fan. You don't but have Robbie, because you're my boy. I'll hit that raffle for you. 
Hey, I'm thinking this should be a possible segment idea going forward. And maybe this is a another thing for people that want to join our Patreon. I will give up a raffle slot to anybody <laughs> that, as long as you join our Discord and join our Patreon, which I believe is $5 a month, correct? For the premium, yes. You can join, I, I believe it's the plain Discord, the vanilla Discord for free. But there is a pay to play on the on the deluxe version. And the deluxe version now offers the retro raffle because you can't spell retro without row and that's your boy. So Boom. please look at that, the plug. That was, that was beautiful. That was just, <laughs> I know you didn't think it out, but that was well thought out on the fly. So that's super good. Um, so I'm going to keep this flip flopping between Adidas and, and I guess Nike Jordan for a moment. Cause the next one I want to talk about is this forum 84 made for Adidas skateboarding. It's actually the signature shoe of Hector de Silva. And it comes in a really clean white and navy look with some gum bottoms. That's all fine and dandy. But I think it's so cool that Adidas is doing what Nike has been doing with like the Bruin and Blazer and Dunk and giving old basketball shoes a revitalized look at life, a new look at life revitalizing them <laughs> comma we'll put commas in there and rephrase that but um but this giving old shoes a new look at life is so cool because all these shoes were being skated in anyway so to go ahead and make these an official part of adidas skateboarding i think is amazing and we'll be seeing the forum in a couple different ways throughout the next couple months but adidas skateboarding has been on a little tear for quite some while and they have quite the team. So it's just like you you give all your attention to dunks and you think about how quickly dunks come and go every week and how badly you want them. But if you want to try something different and if you're looking for a change of pace while you're on the skateboard, you might want to look at these forums, man. I just love the forum. So I guess that's why I'm so excited about these. But just old 80s basketball stuff kicks ass sometimes. And this is one of those times. Uh, this was done well um look at the pictures of them right now and they're dude i rock these i mean i'm a fan of just skate shoes in general so I, i'm a big fan of this one it looks like it's pretty decently soft leather some decent colors it's not just some random you know stuff they put together so i'm, I'm about this man i like that Similarly, I'm a sucker for a purple sneaker that's done right. And this is just that perfect shade of purple and the white and the black really complement it. And kind of reading the press release, they're saying this skater, and I apologize, Mr. De Silva, I'm not familiar with your work, but this is going to make me get familiar real quick because you do truly have an unmistakable finesse about you on the board and you do have both output choices because if I can pair these, uh, these shoes with the Jinkos that I think you're rocking in the uh. photo, my God. I'm making a comeback. So yeah, more power to you. Definitely a shoe to check out in the future. And it's just like it, it, to kind of wrap up these shoes. It's, it's cool when you not only bring a shoe back, but you bring it up with like updates because it has Addy Preen, it has some EVA midsole tooling, which isn't new, but it's an upgrade. You know, you had a double cup rubber sole, stuff like that is just gonna make the shoe better fitted for what you're trying to sell it as. So props to Adidas, man. They just, I, I'll say it over and over again, but try something different. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but whatever this, you, you get to say you did something different. Um, 
So speaking of different, I'm going to go back to Jordan brand and just touch on a golf shoe. I don't golf at all. I don't care about golf. The masters is a guaranteed nap in my book, but (laughs) they're releasing the metallic fives in golf cleat. And I know they've done concords. I know they've done all these crazy shoes Mm -hmm. in golf cleat form. And it's just, is it just me that finds it so crazy for people to be shining like that on the golf course? Like I always imagined this like old man leather shoes on the golf course, but now you can rock metallic fives. And that's just, it's baffling. Am I the only person baffled by that or does it make sense to you? Dude, it makes perfect sense because I play golf. Sometimes I'm terrible at it, but at least I can go out there and look fresh to death. Like I can shank a ball 300 yards left to the next course, but I look so good doing it. So I, I'm about it. These things golf. If you look at the re- resale on the golf shoes from Jordan, they're insane. Like the Jordan ones are like a grand. Uh, every Jordan five that's released has been over two, $300. Well, over retail. So yeah, dude, I mean, you got Cousteau out there just, you know, talking them up because you know he's a big golf guy and they, he gets the, the jordan cleats and stuff and you know once he gets the the sneaker world talking and buzzing got that price driving straight up um, i think golf is probably an underrated aspect of jordan's mythology because we know him to be this competitive gambler and some of his best stories involve the golf course it's only natural for the shoes to also kind of join him on the fairways if you will mm-hmm. i will say this I agree with what Mike's saying. I'm not much of a golfer. I have a set of clubs. Occasionally, if I want to feel really bad about myself, I'll take them to Top Golf and have middle-aged white people laugh at me as I take a shank after shank. But it is crazy to me to see that invasion, lack of a better term, of Jordan in this lily white space and more power to it because I think it attracts a different and more unique and youthful clientele to the sport. And it's kind of the first evolution if you will because tiger woods made it so much more accessible for all of us that previously thought hey this is a sport that's not necessarily meant for us but yeah this is only the next logical step and then you look at something like the match this week where you had steph curry put on a show in terms of being a golfer and being a high level golfer at that despite being a pro basketball athlete which is something we would never really think of in terms of a cross sport athlete so more power to it i love the cross collaboration similar to the sneaker we were just talking about where it started off as a basketball sneaker and now now it's evolving into a skateboarding sneaker. This is a very similar concept. What was once a basketball sneaker is now pretty much hot flames on the golf course. So more powers to Jordan brand. Let's see more of this type of effort. Thank you for connecting those dots. Cause I didn't even make the connection between Jordan's history as a golfer and his shoes being on the golf course now. So that that's a good take. Um, that's yeah, that that's really interesting. So I'm going to go back to Adidas. I'm just going to keep flip-flopping. Um, I'm going to hit you with two shoes, though. It's two NFL players getting ultra boosts, paying homage back to their to their earlier days in life. So we have an ultra boost DNA for Jalen Ramsey that um, calls back to his Brentwood Academy high school. So they went all the way back to his high school for these white, red, and it looks like navy. I'm kind of colorblind. It's either black or navy. Um red navy uppers but i'm just a sucker for a white ultra boost clip and white boost like you put that combination on any shoe and i think it looks like fire so i'm pretty excited about those jalen ramseys i haven't been excited for an ultra boost in a very long time 
though I love that shoe. Um, and the second one is a Pat Mahomes inspired Texas Tech Ultra Boost. So this one comes in like the mid top version where it's kind of like a little socklet at the top, but just another high quality Ultra Boost offering from their NFL stars. And we all know that there's NFL representation at Adidas, but we don't hear about it nearly enough. So I think yeah. it's cool to release two Ultra Boosts for, I think, two of the more popular players in the league. So I'm definitely feeling both of these. If I can cop a pair at the Adidas employee store, I 100% will be doing so. But what do you guys think of them? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they're good-looking shoes. Uh, nothing I'm going, you know, run to the store to get. I mean, if I can get them for, you know, a pretty decent discount. Yeah, why not? I mean, I've always been a fan of Ultra Boost, always will be. Um, just to just this is one of the things I feel like is going to get lost in the shuffle because it's just a hard time to release shoes with so much heat coming in for every which way. You got Yeezy restocks. You got Jordans coming out. It's just so much happening that it's just hard to keep up and in the sense of it's just too much information coming at you at one time. I mean, as the resident Kansas City Chiefs fan, I'm legally obligated to <laughs> like everything Patrick Mahomes and Wilson, so I will continue that streak. It's exactly to what you just said, Mike. This is a great shoe when we have kind of that bare dog days of the winter. If there's such a thing that exists, this would be a great shoe then. But right now, in the middle of the holiday inferno, where we're seeing heat drop almost every other day, this is a nice consolation prize, but I don't know. I Maybe if I'm at the employee store with Robbie and we both see them, I'll cop a pair to support my brother in arms. But... It's interesting to me that Adidas has arguably the two best players at their position, and we're not seeing anything other than a repurpose of a silhouette. So I'm wondering, are we going to see down the line the Ramsey equivalent of the Zoom Revis, or does Patrick Mahomes get that signature athlete treatment? Because granted, I am biased. We're seeing a type of player we've never really seen before within the confines of the sport, and I would just think Adidas has to kind of capitalize on that. And maybe the fact that them being based in Europe, they're not seeing the importance of Patrick Mahomes the same way an American company might, but more and more good shoes, maybe willing to get them if they're at that right retail price. Yeah. So you're, you're not just, you don't have to keep saying you're biased with Mahomes. He's going to be one of the great talents, I think, ever. So there's no bias there. You're just, you're just speaking truth. <laughs> oh, no, it's one of those things where I literally have to pinch myself at night because he makes the impossible look like it's nothing. Shout outs to Adidas. <laughs> but... It's just fascinating. Like we don't have anything that we can leverage. So whenever we're watching sports, we always have to have this idea of who does this player remind us of? And he's truly one of those guys that I can't think of anything. So it's one of those things where I keep saying it because I keep expecting somebody to say, oh, this was all a joke. He's actually a member of the Houston Texans who are a competent football franchise who know what they're doing. So it's one of those things. But yeah, you're right. I will down my uh, appreciation of Mahomes, but yeah, I get giddy as a schoolgirl when we talk about our Lord and Savior, number fifteen, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, we don't have a football team in Texas anymore. I've uh, I've officially kicked them out. So no more, no, no more. You can't, you can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, they both kind of suck right now. But um, <laughs> I would have to say Pat Mahomes is like Aaron Rodgers, but better. Just like if, yes. if everything on Aaron Rodgers got turned turned up. You'd have Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers is another generational talent. So that's just how good Pat Mahomes is. But it's we we, we won't keep ringing that bell. We'll go ahead and transition off of him and we'll go to Mike's favorite brand, Reebok. And honestly, one of my favorite brands, too. 
Um, that's not just all Mike. They're they're great people to work with. But we oh, have yeah. another skateboarding collab on the Kamikaze 2 Low. And this is where I show my age. Is it Dime or Dime? I thought it was Dime. That looks like a Dime. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Dime. But this really clean... I don't want to say the Kamikaze 2 Low looks better than the mid, but it's one of the few shoes where if you just cut the top off, that's a rap lyric in the 2000s somewhere. Um, but if you <laughs> drop the top, it looks equally good. Like you don't lose anything by making it a low top. And I didn't know there were even skateboarding shoes from Reebok or that they were even doing that. So to see this collab, uh, I'm excited for it. I've I've enjoyed every single kamikaze I've seen come out this year so far. So, Yeah. Props. I mean, typically with... With Reebok, you see those Palace collaborations with like the Workout Plus or the Club C. So they do, they dabble a little bit in the skateboard. There's no dedicated shoe, but these, man, I guess it's kind of my 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 miss out, my my FOMO of the Bruce Lee's. The the yellow and black, of course, look amazing. But also, I mean, I like all three, but that that black with the icy sole mm, just does it for me. So these are all done well, and of course, I, I'm I, I'm always a fan of low tops because of, you know, some of the, like the nineties basketball shoes can get a bit, you know, a bit tall. So when they can chop the top off of it and still make it look good, I'm all about it. I like this shoe a lot and knowing some of the history behind the shoe, if I correct me if I'm wrong, guys, this was the Sean Kemp sneaker. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Raymond. The rain man, shout outs to him and GP. It's really interesting because the other vibe I'm getting from this particular colorway that I think we're all kind of going gaga over is this is eerily reminiscent of that old Mariners colorway. Like Mm -hmm. I would say what we kind of almost attribute with that Ken Griffey first sneaker. So I'm all about this and I like this low cut version. It just looks slick and it looks completely unique in the best way imaginable. So this is something I'll definitely cop for sure. But reading more about it if it is french canadian because it's based out of montreal then maybe dime is the correct thing but we'll cover our bases because we're <laughs> bilingual podcast that embraces everyone correct us send us an audio message we'll listen maybe yes. we're just overthinking it but maybe we're wrong so better to be safe than sorry um Word. mike brought up pata and the club c that shoe's actually releasing also <laughs> so um another oh. reebok here and to me the club C is just one of those timeless old shoes that never looks bad. Like I need to get off my not owning club C horse. I should have bought a pair on Reebok's black Friday sale or weekend sale. And I missed my chance there, but it's just a damn good looking shoe. There's some pan African flavors in there and it just looks, it looks spot on. So cop those on the 5th of December. That's a good shoe. Yeah, they're good. Um, I haven't seen too many pictures of them. I saw them kind of in passing, but no, they look good. I'm in the same boat as you, Robbie. I've always been like Reebok, like basketball, and I've never done the club seeds. I brought my son a pair of club seeds, and I opened the boxes like the traditional uh, all whites. I'm like, man, how have I bought my child a pair of these? And I haven't got a pair of my own feet yet. So that's going to be something I have to snag in one of these uh, these crazy sales that's going to happen between now and New Year's. Oh, for sure. And I was going to say you're, you're, there's stunting like your daddy and then they're stunting better than your daddy. And that's what I kind of see you did, you Mike. So more power to you. <laughs> you gotta let, let them shine, man. 
That's beautiful. Mikey, always keep your son laced up. I try. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure on round two, your next child's going to have plenty of shoes to wear. As oh, yeah, there's pair of Jordan ones. The uh, was it the satin snake sitting behind me on the on my my shelf over here. I don't. I think I'm in the way, but the little ones on a white box. <laughs> oh, already okay. ready to go. When you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Right there. So facts. <laughs> bars, bars, bars. So next up here. We have the shoe I'm most excited for of any. I would say I'm more excited for this shoe than either the Kobe 5 or 6. Because the 5 and 6 are great, but they're not my favorite Kobe's. The LeBron 8 might be my favorite LeBron ever made. And we have official images of a Lakers colorway, which double makes it so I have to buy it. But it's just, you have to have a pair of 8s in your hand to really appreciate everything that's going on there like from the plastic i don't want to call them like paneling but they're basically panels on the sides of the shoes and how that feels next to the like the brush suede how that feels next to the leather how that feels next to the swoosh as you just run your hand across the shoe it's just like it's art and the v1 which is this shoe just has such a great texture to it. And it's actually the last LeBron shoe in the inline series to originate or have its first debut version of it be leather and materials and suede's. There's a lot of different options they threw on the LeBron 8 when it first came out. But it's just, it's the last of a time where shoes were made out of quote unquote conventional materials. And it perfectly married a full-length Air Max and the early days of Flywire to make a shoe that's just like, I can't think of a more perfect basketball shoe. Like the LeBron 8 is just top five for me. It's, I kind of wish it wasn't a Lakers colorway because I, I like the Lakers. Obviously, I love them. That's That's nothing new. But like, you can't rock these with anything. So they're going to be a, a situational <laughs> oh. shoe. But if they bring back the breads or the USA's, I mean, it goes on and on. It's I'm gonna buy them all. Like I'm gonna be in trouble, <laughs> big trouble with these LeBron I mean, eight. I'm gonna follow up Robbie's love letter to the LeBron eight just now. Um, but I have to disagree with you though. You can wear to shoot anything. I'm I'm a firm believer of a basic t-shirt, talk to jeans, talk. and throw whatever color shoe on, man. It don't matter. Show them what's up. But I, I'm with you. I'm buying them. I, whatever color comes out, I mean, from the Laker pair to the supposed retro, the South Beach and the uh, Miami Knights, high lows, V1, V2, they, they got to catch them all about, about that Pokemon life <laughs> with these. <laughs> I defer to Ash and Gary over there because they <laughs> both pin love, love letters to this sneaker. And I was slipping on game because this is my very first – sight on these and it's exactly that and i hate to sound like the annoying little tag along brother but my god the laker lebron power couple yeah the reverberations are felt on court but my goodness these are fire these are flame yes. i am now also thinking about changing my allegiances to laker based sneakers for this year and these might be it if the grinches aren't going to happen and more than likely the grinches aren't going to happen but this, like holy cow folks yep. 
it truly deserves to be watched. And when we're looking at the sneaker news post on it, and we're currently seeing that 3.28 is the average rating of 20 votes, what are people thinking? Like, this is a fantastic shoe. And I'm here for the renaissance of the eight. Yeah. And it's only fitting that that is probably the best testament a LeBron shoe can be if it's that number eight, because there we go. There's that Kobe synergy. And this is a fantastic shoe. I think this pairs nicely with the media days that came out mm-hmm. just this year. So keep on keeping on with the LeBron Laker colorways because it's working. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not only is it a Kobe connection, but it's just a connection back to when I feel like LeBron was at full strength and it, not like he's slow now or not at full strength anymore, but just LeBron in those mid twenties was just a Mack truck with a, with a Ferrari engine. It, it, it made no <laughs> sense. Um, it's just, it's beautiful. And a lot of the LeBron shoes over the past year and a half have been able to be purchased on sale. Yeah. So if you don't get these right away, just keep your eyes peeled. You should be able to get them at some point. Um, what kind of, what kind of rocks is that? Like the LeBron seven media days that Roe alluded to, like the Kobe's have gone down in price. A size 12 is 240, and they were in the 400s when they first released. So I probably shouldn't have looked at here, looked on StockX. No, it's, it's fine, Robbie. I was going to say this and, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but what helped the price come down on those media days was I think they came out the week before the Ben and Jerry dunks. And I was so happy that those Ben and Jerry dunks took all the hype away because that's when you started seeing that price come crashing down. So I'm hoping that one of these other shoes kind of serves as the meat shield, so to speak, and we can all benefit from getting a pair of these eights. Yeah. And also there's a restock after they won the finals. So they put a couple more pairs out in the market. Man, I'm not going to lie. So that's only $40 over retail. I'm going to put a bid on on these. And so that, here we go. Yeah, go. Do it. I support it. I support it. I second that. I think it's been my, my fourth pair. I'm looking for them right now. I'm like, let's see if they're, how much they're in a size 10. <laughs> Man, that's just, yeah. That's going to be a blue jeans and a white tee type situation like Mike was talking about. Telling you, man. I'm going to start calling you the franchise boy if you do that. <laughs> Only tall <I> tees. <laughs> you got to be careful with that franchise boy topic because you you could be the franchise of a team and you think you're ready to lead a franchise of clothing in your own little clothing line and your shoe line, but you might not be quite ready. And I'm talking about one Steph Curry who is <laughs> dropping his Curry Dang. brand. And I'm not going to lie to you. I only hate Steph Curry because he plays for the Warriors. Steph Curry is phenomenal. Like, I get goosebumps when I go back and watch highlights of him against Oklahoma City or against the Knicks or pretty much any game he's healthy playing in because he's electrifying. He is absolutely sensational. But that logo is busted. Like, that Steph Curry 30 logo looks like a a Raptor making a figure eight motion. I just, I don't get it. He has the best people around him. Gang sign myself. He's cripping on him. (laughs) Gang sign John wall, but (laughs) Steph Curry has the best people around him. He's a fantastic man. Very bright mind. Why did you, why'd you okay that logo guy? Like why? I don't know why they changed it. The SC 30 was perfect to me. It didn't, it wasn't like painful to the eye. This one, 
I almost like for like a quick second, if you glance and look back, it looks like the, was it the S skateboarding, like that E they use? It looks very reminiscent of that because of all the curvature, but I I don't know. I'm glad to see him get his own branch of Under Armour. That's cool. I mean, that's that's legacy money right there. You're, you're doing a real thing. You're, like you're leaving something behind, but I don't know who was in a room that's like, hey, let's change your logo to this nonsense because it looks awful. No, maybe this is Under Armour playing a prank on Steph because he had some things to say about Kevin Plank when he came out in favor of Trump. <laughs> but my goodness, it's, it's the rheumatoid arthritis raptor. I like. I don't know if he's throwing it up, he's working on an arcade. It's just terrible. But I'm all about Steph. Keep getting them checks, Steph. And to your point, Mike, it's legacy money, and this is something that is just bigger than basketball. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy for him. But let's just do better. Yeah, Under Armour do better for Steph. He deserves it. But Mike, you brought up a good point. So the logo wasn't only not an eyesore, it was a really good logo. And uh, it has it has recognition to it. I almost said name recognition, but it, it has brand recognition to it. I see that SC30 and I instantly know what I'm looking at. You don't have to have that ugly ass Under Armour logo. Mm-hmm. You can just have SC30 and I know exactly what's going on. Why do you need to change that? He said in a press release that he's not trying to be Jumpman with Nike, but Jumpman was smart enough to know that you don't want to go ahead and change what people understand. Like, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And the shoes to kind of come more full circle, like the shoes are meh. The clothing, the clothing looks like really good stuff you get at Target, and Target stuff is cool. I mean, like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with getting Target activewear, but I don't want to pay that Steph Target. Curry premium price. Yeah. The, the shoes are just whack, man. Like, the shoes look like a champion shoe that can't use anybody else's logo because the SC30 is kind of embossed on the side of it, and it's on the tongue, mm-hmm. but outside of the pool tab. Like, you, you don't know. Like, you put the shoe in a room down with a Spalding shoe, a Champion shoe, and a Fila, and say which one is Steph Curry's shoe. I don't. I don't think you're easy. Or you, let's let's be nicer. You put an Anta basketball in there. You put this shoe, yeah. and you put a a three sixty one shoe. You're not going to know which one's the Under Armour Steph Curry premium model, signature line, no. deluxe edition, no. multi-champion. That's going to hurt the sales. It's going to hurt the sales because, I mean, people like us or serious ballers are going to be in the sites like, oh, okay, this is Steph Curry's new shoe. But the kid who say, oh, I'm going, God, I would say going buy shoes for school, but that's not a thing right now. But there's got a new basketball shoe, whatever. They go in and like, I don't know what that is because they don't recognize the logo. They don't, they don't know what it is. They may have a picture of Steph on the display, hopefully. But other than that, I mean, if you're going into, say, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, typically they don't have those self-sustaining uh, displays with the athlete. They just have athletes everywhere. So you go in there and in passing, you're not going to know what that is. Your mom's not going to know, oh, that's a curry. Is she going to Christmas shopping for you? Like, that that's going to be that's going to hurt it and i think they're going to have to revert back to it if they want to do anything especially with uh a, a lackluster design issue i don't it could perform awesome but when you look at that compared to 
what he had been doing, like the last Curry, like he got back on track and these things were, they were selling out pretty well. And, and, I mean, they weren't sitting on shelves. It was like that, you know, the three or the, I guess the four or five were sitting, but this latest couple of models were good colorways, good design, good, good on core performance. This is, we don't know anything about this yet. And the look and the lack of recognition is not going to help it. I'm wondering if this is a proof of concept now that he's got his own line amongst the Under Armour arsenal. And one thing you had mentioned, Mike, about kids, I think kids are Steph Curry's biggest proponent in terms of fandom. Mm-hmm. He does so well in that under 10 crowd that maybe just that display of him being by the shoe is enough. And to your point of maybe the mom doesn't know it's a Steph Curry shoe. If they continue designs like this, the mom is going to know because it's going to be the only shoe that's still available on the shoe. <laughs> because... <laughs> And it's one of those things where maybe the bar is set so low that when we talk about the next iteration or the next next iteration of the shoe, we're going to be like, oh, this is such an improvement from that very first one. But this is very frustrating because to me, Steph was the closest thing we've had to Jordan in terms of being bigger than the brand that represents him as in terms of a player being at his absolute peak of his powers and it's almost kind of been regressed or washed away and i could make the argument that that started when kd moved to the warriors because some could see hey maybe that's nike trying to get their foothold pardon the bad pun Mm -hmm. in that golden state empire because Mm -hmm. we've always attributed golden state being that steph team and more importantly or unofficially that under armor team so Yeah, a lot of confusion here, similar to how Steph confuses us when we watch him play basketball because he does so many great things. I'm just wondering, like, what is the long game with this? Because that's the only thing I can kind of think of that's a redeeming value about the shoe. Yeah. So in my book, this shoe is competing with the Giannis shoe. It's not competing with LeBron or KD or Kyrie. Like, the shoe, like, you're what – the, the baseline they're putting out isn't even competing with other brands best. Like why even do it? Joel Embiid's at, uh, Under Armour signature shoe looks yeah. better than this. Like I'd, I'd well, much rather have the with Under Armour branding. And that's okay. Cause the Curry <laughs> one is a hyper dunk with Under Armour branding. True. So, true. I mean, it, it's, just, it's, it's so perplexing with Steph because like Rote was saying, he's so popular with kids, adults recognize what real is, and he's great. But like they, they haven't been able to nail the shoe stuff in a hot minute. And yeah. that's with the seven being really good. Mike said it. It didn't like fly off the shelves, but it sold well and it looked great. I have two pairs in the closet right now, given the fact that they're both dead stock says something. But they are... They're really good shoes. Like that's the first time I opened up an Under Armour box and was like, damn, this is a quality product. Cause my only other firsthand experience with them was when I was back home in Vegas. One time I went to the Under Armour outlet and I tried on the Curry three and I was like, what is this monstrosity piece of garbage? And I, I took it off, put it away and never once looked at another Steph Curry shoe until the seven. So like Curry one was legit. I say I bought the Curry one when it released because I was just I was um, curious, and I would say that was probably one of the shoes I played ball in the most. And uh, they just kind of went, then they started ticking right back up, and now we're going just unrecognizable. The Curry one and two are both really good shoes. I just happened to have my one experience before the seven be one of the worst shoes of the bunch. Yeah. So yeah, those are trash. That, that's my, and it was at the outlet. So no wonder why the Curry three was, sitting there. <laughs> but 
even at like 60 bucks, I was like, yeah, you couldn't give me the shoe if it came with $60. Like I, I wouldn't take it. Uh, <laughs> it's an Curry three that didn't go in. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Like, I don't think these are going to have, like, they're not, they're not going to retro this shoe in 20 years to commemorate Steph. Like what the fuck? It's, it's, we, we spoke about it in, almost a full year ago when we talked about Under Armour's problems and we talked about the mismanagement of the Curry line and not being able to hold on to that thunder. And this is just like another example of that. But who knows? Maybe we could all be wrong and they sell 300,000 units to people under 15. And, and, and hey, I hope they do. Yeah, no. And if that's what works for them, they did their, they did their marketing, um, they, they did their market analysis really well, and they know who they're selling shoes to and power to them. But I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll see. Um, very interesting time with Under Armour basketball right now. Um, and let's just go ahead and wrap up on the shoe we've been talking about on and off this whole episode, the Kobe 6 Grinch. Shoe that is probably the most famous of all the Kobe shoes to ever release. I, I personally don't feel that way, but a lot of people would. Um, yeah. I mean, as a guy that doesn't like Christmas, I mean, I like Christmas. Just it's the it's the Christianity part about it that freaks me out. But like <laughs> the fun part of presents, that part's cool, and just like to fantasize about having wrapping these up and gifting them to myself days after Christmas is almost intoxicating. Like I, I want them that bad. Oh dude. I was, I'm literally just like walk around the picture to show my wife. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's like, Oh yeah, I get them. It's like, no, no, it's not the, it's not that I don't think you will get them. It's the fact you're going to jump through 35 million hoops and they're going to still tell you, no, we don't want your money. That's the part that's going to make me sad because I'm going to sit there, whether it is Christmas Eve or the day after Christmas, which is true to Nike fashion. Let's release them when you can't wear them on Christmas. I'm like, click, 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 please, please, please. <laughs> I'm going to beg everyone in the Discord if they're not going for their own particular size to so please help me with a size 10. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to beg. I have no shame in this at this point because I'm, I'm just going to ask whoever will listen. No, I think that's the best way of doing it. And I truly hope there's a Christmas miracle for all three of us and four of us. And they just make a half a million pairs and they decide for every Jordan 11 Jubilee, we're going to make a corresponding Grinch and it's a package duo. But yeah, I think our hearts are going to get three sizes too small because we're both or rather all three of us are going to end up with L's and it's sad. But you know what? You got to hold out hope, but hope is what kills you. And for Kobe, a man who is so fixated and love the mythology of everything. This is almost a perfect compliment to him. And I just hope somebody hits on these sneakers and I hope somebody wears them and doesn't exactly flip them. Yeah. The chances of all four of us hitting on it, I would say are just as good as one of us being hit by lightning. Yeah. If we all hit, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Just yeah, right. We all know that now. <laughs> I'll buy a tinfoil suit and just start going back to the Midwest chasing storms. <laughs> The luck gauge is fully filled. Time to go execute this special move. Lotto ticket. I mean, I should get one win. I've I have never won a sneakers app ever in any anything I've tried for in a raffle or I've never won. I think I deserve one. I don't care 
if this is the only one I get. It's worth it. Because I got one pair of Kobe sixes left and they're falling apart. I just need one. Yeah, man. Yeah, this would be my first pair of Kobe sixes as well. And yeah, this is the one to have. This would be my third pair, but I haven't had a pair since they originally released. So That's what I'm I'd saying. be excited. Like, but don't let it get you down. If you don't get a pair, you can buy a pair of ZX 6000s from Adidas that look super sick. They dropped November 4th, um, December 4th. So way before the the Grinches, but there's there's always another shoe you can get. So as Nick yeah. says, if you don't win, go try something completely different. Like go try a ZX 6000. Go, go get a 550 New Balance. Go mix it up. Um, but with that, that's kind of the releases we're looking forward to or have on our radar throughout December. If there's something you're particularly looking forward to, Drop us a comment. Let us know. Shoot us a DM. However you feel fit. But that uh, Apple iTunes slash podcast review would probably be the best way for me to nudge you that way. But um, I've been Robbie. Make sure you're following Sneaker History. And you can follow me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, man. Of course, it's Sneaker History. You guys can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789 and on YouTube at Mike Guillory. So I'm there. Rob, uh, Rowett, where are you at? I'm at RowettM13 on Instagram and on Twitter at Roheasy. Please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, like us on Apple Podcasts, be a member of our Patreon and our Discord. We love the community. We love you guys listening to us every week. So continue doing that and we'll continue to bring that hot fire. We will do our thing. Mike's dog wants us wants you to leave a review so bad he's begging for it. So Yeah, he's begging to get ah, get put outside. That's what he's begging for. <laughs> and also reviews outside and reviews. But <laughs> outside right. and reviews. All right. That's that's the end of that stupid joke. So um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for rocking with us and have a great rest of your day. See ya. Peace. See you guys. What up, y'all? This is Nick again. First, I wanted to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. It really means a lot that you would spend a part of your day rocking with us. Before you take off, I wanted to ask a few favors. If you're looking for more content from the Sneaker History crew, head over to patreon.com slash sneaker history. Our Patreon members get access to exclusive episodes of the podcast, our latest merch, giveaways, and much more. You can become a member for as little as 5 bucks a month, and it really goes a long way supporting the crew. Next, make sure you're signed up for our email newsletter. We share updates about the footwear business, some of our favorite finds and deals, and other sneaker-related news a couple times per week. I like to think of it as a one-stop shop for the sneaker game, or at least a work-in-progress one-stop shop for the sneaker game, if you know what I mean. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. Whether online or in person, social distancing in effect, of course, it helps make the sneaker community a better place, and you never know what conversation and opportunity might come from it. As always, we appreciate you, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.